destroy all the rubble. Hey, <laughs> it's money in the bank. Quicker. Wee. All right. Well, Matt, we can't just have a show. We like to do an introduction. So, hello, everybody. Welcome to a briefcase caching, ladder ascending, coffin drop, coffin matching, Samoa Joe reviving episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We talk some awful injury news. God damn it. NXT demotions or promotions? Mm -hmm. uh, dive into another weekly edition of the Festival of Friendship. And of course, get you psyched for the second most uh, exciting WWE pay-per-view of the year. Matt, it's all happening right now. And of course, Matt, I'm having a delicious, delicioso cerveza modelo, negro modelo. Matt, is uh, things nice and spicy where you are? Are they spicy? Uh, I'm not drinking any beer. I don't have any alcohol on me tonight. I feel like I do better episodes recently if I don't have any, because I already don't get any sleep, and if I have booze, I get sleepy, and then by the end of the episode, I'm just nodding and just going, hmm. I don't know. This this might be it. Everyone around me seems to be saying goodbye to alcohol at our age, and uh, I don't know. I might be next. It's, it's really rough with two kids. Well, um, I don't have any kids. What are you going to say hello to Baja Blast Mountain Dew in a can? Because this is a solid investment, too. <laughs> well, even like the last... Uh, I'm kind of a last chemist. I'm alcohol. kind of a chemist. This gets me up, and then this brings me back down. So I like to have a nice uh, you know, medium there. Yeah, my last alcohol purchase was uh, nitro cold brew infused with uh, some sort of creamy alcohol probably not not bailey's but close to it hmm. you know what i mean uh it, i, I, I read through the ingredients list and i couldn't figure out what was in there but i know it made me buzz and it made i was buzzed in two different ways so that uh to your point that was that's like the only thing i can drink at this point is some sort of alcoholic coffee beverage i'm telling you uh uh cherry bombs what a what a invention ch that ch is! Ch 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 cherry bombs, little Red Bull, little vodka, huh? Yeah, that's what we drank when we were kids. It would keep us up all night. Matt, where can the beautiful people find us here before we dive into the show? Well, I mean, the number one place to find us right now is our YouTube channel, which just blew up fucking last night. Uh, gotta thank anybody that is, uh, into, uh, the NHL and hockey, because clearly we have found our audience. Uh, maybe one day they'll be like, I gotta check out those wrestling shows. You do. <laughs> but that's on our YouTube channel, the Brothers of Discussion. Uh, soon to be, I, there's gotta be more programming coming. Uh, Mike, I've got scheduled, uh, we're, we're gonna check out some daycares. So Matt's gonna have some free time in the middle of the day again. Uh, we're going to have grandparents coming over to uh, babysit. Oh. So Matt might Matt might be able to get some work done again. I like that. Hey, I know. Uh, haven't had any uh, video ads coming out in a while. But you can also find us on our Twitch channel. We are uh, the Brothers of Discussion there as well. Um, I, I like the smattering of views we get there. Uh, clearly, they want us to play some video games. We've already had some requests, so... Uh, Hopefully, I can find the time to get in there. Mike, I played video games once in the last week. So, oh. kids. Um, again, <laughs> find us at uh, BOD Podcast for the Twitter that we use on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. And uh, our Instagram that uh, has certainly fallen by the wayside. Um, 
Yeah. Wayside, Mike, not uh, the waste side, which is what I thought it was in high school. Um, you were alone on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I there's, I mean, it falls by your wayside, so you don't you don't want it anymore. <laughs> so that doesn't make sense to you. There's there's logic to my mistake. Trust me. Moving on. All right, uh, man, we got some rough injury news this, this week, uh, Bailey. Uh, she's not going to be out for a short amount of time. She's going to be out for a long amount of time. Um, looks to be D-related. Looks to be about nine months. Um, no no Bailey for us. Uh, Matt, I don't know what, what more to add, except that Bailey had just been firing on all cylinders, uh, was one of the more compelling characters on Friday nights. And, uh, yeah, that's a tremendous loss. Um, I know I've seen a few rumors that Becky Lynch is coming back. I don't know if she's coming back to Fridays because Mondays desperately need some Becky Lynch energy. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's quite a few voids that need filling. Uh, there's there's we need a couple more uh, Leopold statues. Um, we need some void fillers, and uh, this this couldn't have come at a at a worse time. Here is the the first live SmackDown is is upon us. Uh, yeah, and all the the rumors with with Becky coming back at Money in the Bank. I mean, it could be something where. Um, you know, with with Bailey going down, that's where they really had to force the issue, and it was uh, less about when Becky was ready to go and how much money do we have to spend to bring her back, uh, kind of thing. Uh, now, I have all the confidence in the world uh, in that division. I think, how do I want to put this? Um, Bailey is clearly the MVP of the Thunderdome era, uh, and we can't thank her enough. But if there's any, if there's any, clearly I don't want her to get hurt. This is how I'm setting this up properly, I think. I think I'm crossing, I'm crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's. No, we don't want anybody to get hurt. But if there's a silver lining here, maybe it's an opportunity for somebody else to step up and show what they've got. Because we know we just saw a lot of uh, deserving pro wrestlers get their release uh, recently. And uh, some of them were just mind blowing. Um, but this would be, you know, this would be that opportunity for someone to prove that they shouldn't be on the next chopping block. Uh, so there's that. I mean, when, when somebody who's always in the spotlight goes down, um, you they're always in the spotlight because they're really good. But there's your silver lining right there. Time for somebody else to step up and uh, show that uh, they they should they should have some of that light, and not not just speaking to the idea of Carmella getting, you know, uh, getting her, her shots again. I, I, I think there's, you know, how long have we been playing the, what's Liv Morgan going to turn into? Like um, this, this could be that time, but again, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, it, it is terrible for Bailey. And uh, like I said, if you're, you're losing like the MVP of your division right now, um, you can't be thrilled about it, but, one silver lining. Maybe there's an opportunity for somebody to step up. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost like uh, um, that movie Moneyball. You know, you're not going to just replace Jason Giambi, but, you know, maybe you can kind of take, um, I don't know, it's Selena Vega's charisma, um, maybe the uh, potential of, of Liv, and uh, I don't know where that third piece is going to come from, but we can piecemeal together. And, uh, you know, try and just elevate the entire division instead of, you know, relying so heavily on Bailey and her wonderful 
Doc Brown haircut. Kind of love that haircut. Matt, uh, more female depth, uh, you know, being being further um, uh, skimmed here as Mandy Rose sent to NXT. Matt, hot tag, first question, uh, first hot tag of the show. Uh, Mandy, when she comes back, is she going to be known as Man, D, or just Rose? I I wonder if there's like an and in there that we can work with and uh she'll she'll be like a sidekick to somebody else. So Otis finally becomes champ uh and he needs he needs his um manager and will be walking him to the ring. Uh, I I couldn't go what a, message, what a message that sends when the big guy he wins gold and then she wants to come back oh i see how it is all right um, i mean it would be a fun story it's, it's it's one way to bring her back i think we all had some sort of positive feelings towards the otis and mandy storyline yeah, um i did want yeah. to bring that up in a little bit too um otis is uh you know his big moment at money in the bank but for mandy it's not that long ago that we used to look at um we would even use the word demotion if somebody was going to NXT. Um, you know, when people said when we heard Keith Lee was going to go down to NXT, um, we we looked at it as a negative. But at this point, the way you and I are watching WWE programming, most of it is focused on Tuesday nights. And I don't know if um, I don't know if we use that word anymore. It it's a lateral move in the best way possible because it now feels like she's going to be the big fish in the smaller pond because that roster is a lot smaller. So I'm not saying that the quality is, is is less. It's arguably the best quality that WWE can put together. So Matt, has it gotten to the point where this it's not quite a demotion, but this is going to be kind of a reboot for her? It's all it's it's just movement. It's. Um... At, at this point, I, I like the word lateral. Um, she's just going from one show to another. Um, definitely not a demotion because, like you just mentioned, uh, there's one show that I still watch every week, and uh, that would be NXT. So if you get moved to that show, I, I could make the argument based on what I see, based on what I enjoy watching, that that's your promotion. You've, yeah, you made it. You're on the show that Matt's going to watch. Congratulations. Yeah, I guess um, we'll be watching a lot more Mandy. Um, exactly. You brought up a topic here for our show today, um, talking about jumping ship. And uh, we know that Mondays and Fridays, have whew, they've been a, a slog, if you will. Um, it's been a, a, a wrestling fan endurance test to sit through repetitive booking week after week after week after week, feuds that will not die, um, rematches that will not stop rematching. And it's to the point, Matt, we support the stars of the show, but my God, if they ever switched programs, it might get to the point where you don't watch WWE anymore. And so, Matt, we brought up a list here. Uh, a lot of your handiwork. If these people moved over to AEW, would you still even be watching WWE? Um, and I thought it was a cool idea, Matt. Um, is there anything you wanted to add to that uh, that practice there? I, um, I mean, I kind of wanted you to make one, too. I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a week. Damn it. We ended last week's show. Know. You got that homework a week ago. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, basically what, what I'm looking at here is after Malachi moves over, um, you already have Andrade uh, making the move about a month ago at this point. And it just, the thought popped in my head where I was like, well, like I, I 
I'm trying not to be a fan of just the brand. I'm trying to think of like I I'm looking for my favorite pro wrestlers, the guys I really enjoy watching on TV. I, I want to see them get the most TV time. And it just kind of occurred to me like, all right, since I'm I'm not necessarily like super loyal to any one brand, if they all move to one, I'm good. I'm like, this is the only thing I need to watch at this point. So that's where uh, that's where this came in. So we'll just I'll, I'll put the we'll run the banner now at the bottom. Top ten wrestlers that could end my WWE relationship. Yeah, it probably needs more description than that. Uh, uh, if they moved, <laughs> if they moved to Adub. All right, we'll try that. We'll try that one. There's a lot of capital letters uh, that shouldn't be counted. It's all wrong, but uh, the idea is there now. So now you guys can play along too if you have anybody uh, you want to throw in there. Uh, but Mike, I, I did try to be. Um, I tried to cut it off uh, when it comes to uh, the men and women's division. I tried to cut it off at five uh, for both sides. So that's where that's where this list is uh, maybe the only handicap. Uh, so if you guys want to try and make your list and send it to me real quick, uh, that's where I want you guys to at least have that one thought in mind is, you know, boom, five on five, <laughs> five on either side. All right. So here we go. Uh, Mike, uh, first person, and I guess if, if you agree with any, I don't know how you want to handle this. You can just go, yep, that's on my list. Um, first person is Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn moves over to AEW. That's, that's a huge one for me. That's one where I support the man probably like in, in his own, Outside WWE endeavors, I support him and his mission more than probably any other superstar right now. Uh, there may be one I'm forgetting that also has a fantastic mission, but Sammy wears uh, his heart on his sleeve and he's doing a lot of great work overseas. And, uh, you know, that's just one of those things where uh, at least I can tell myself WWE is paying Sammy Zayn, so they can't be all bad. Uh, but that's the name too, when it comes to sheer talent and, uh, you know, who do I enjoy watching Sammy? Uh, but I probably need to run through this list a little bit faster. Um, I, I think you'd, uh, you're, you're ridiculous if somebody doesn't have, you know, this kind of list and doesn't include Sammy Zayn, uh, man, he can literally do it all except be a uh, world champion for WWE. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's one of the best storytellers they have. Um, I don't know. He's, he gets the crowd behind him, whether he's, you know, baby face, he gets people to boo him by design as a heel. Uh, man, he's a total package. Um, I, I love this pick. Absolutely. Uh, Matt, I'm going to throw one in there for you. If this tag team moved over, um, it's almost like WWE would have to just delete their tag team division because <laughs> there's, it's not just that they eat up all the segments deservedly. So because they're the best, um, I, I don't, I think I, I tune in to see other tag teams battle this team on WWE programming. If New Day moved over, which <laughs> at some point, unless, you know, I, I, Vince just has to give those guys crazy money to stay because I, I think a lot of their dream matches uh, would occur on Wednesday nights at this at this point. Um, I, I would be fascinated to do uh, some digging and see how long their uh, the three members, their contracts are to see when they want to go over Um you know, start battling Bucks and Jurassic Express and, you know, all, all those guys. Um, my God, can you see them doing a feud with the best friends? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's sort of the most fun over X in WWE. And if they moved over, I would be dedicating my life full time to AEW uh, pimping, viewing, um, and enjoying. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I actually struggled with that because uh, I, I, I thought about just doing one member of New Day, and then uh, it just didn't work. And then I was, I was kind of thinking, do I cheat and put in all the New Day? Which, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's my little, gen- little jab at your choice. Um, <laughs> but no, that that is clearly a fantastic pick. I think one that AEW uh, should actually. Uh, like look into based on where where the roster is currently sitting right now. There's a lot of guys doing similar things, and the new day does a very different thing. Uh, but I, I'm going to jump into the women's division here. We, we should probably knock out a couple of these ahead of time. Now that I'm <laughs> we're at minute 18. Um, I mean, if I want somebody to face Britt Baker, Hikarashita, I mean this this is where I'm looking at Asuka. This is where I'm looking at uh, Bailey, Io Shirai. Those are probably my top three ladies uh, in the WWE right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna knock I'm gonna knock all three of them out at once. Uh, but clearly, uh, I mean, tops not only in the division, tops in pro wrestling. Period. Um, if it's about getting over uh, in a in a company that struggles uh, with a language barrier in in both Asuka and Io Shirai, and to think that their talents, their ability to, to communicate. And of course, tell a story in the ring are, are, it's almost their, their talent is almost limitless at this point is what it feels like. And I mean, the, the struggles that AEW has had is that they do need something like this. So this, this is where um, with, with telling stories in their women's division, I still think they do struggle with despite having one really good, story in dr Britt baker i I think they would just that would blow up for them if they could bring over those three and of course my enjoyment of wwe would lessen that much uh mike those three ladies did they make your list um i'm gonna do all the all the women that i had on my list and then uh just round it out with one last piece because i I don't want to drag this segment out too far i'm sorry matt um yeah i mean asuka becky I would throw Shayna in there and um, Bianca. I mean, true. Like if you, um, we see what you know. We see what they're trying to do with Jade Cargill, and uh, I, I just Bianca's like the polished version of that. She would uh, be easily the most intimidating woman on that program on uh, AEW on Wednesday nights. Um, she's just got so much natural ability. Uh, the power moves. I, I don't know if she has any peers um, like that in AEW. Um, hell, I don't know if she has any peers like that on WWE. Uh, maybe Charlotte, maybe Rhea, um, but it's uh, she's she's definitely a step above. She would be a mega ultra star, um, and you know I think she'd have a lot of good a lot of good feuds, um, like you mentioned with Sheeta Britt Baker. Uh, my God, can you imagine the power display she could do with like Nyla Rose? Woo! Right, uh, that would be really fun to see, uh, and then just Shayna because we know that she hasn't got much of a chance for in WWE as far as you know being a winner. Um, she didn't get to lose to Becky in a few high-profile matches, but um, <laughs> it does feel like um, 
AEW does like to give a little bit more of a chance to, uh, you know, the the down and dirty fighters and feels like that that would be Shayna's place to shine. That is that is her M.O. Um, so I'm going to throw my last uh, dude out there. And it's it's only because we've seen what kind of um, promo uh, creative freedom that you get on that on Wednesday nights uh, where they do, you know, for better or for worse uh, for some characters. <laughs> Um, they get you, you know, let you kind of go off the cuff and uh, create for yourself. And we've seen what the fiend can do with a budget, right? It's right. it's been really good stuff uh, to start his career. Um, but to see him be able to, you know, take the take the kid gloves off and you know have Tony Khan in his corner be like, dude, whatever is in your noggin, you know, put it out on the stage. We are we're all in, double or nothing. Go ahead, uh, fighter fest. You know, I just wanted to name all their pay-per-views. Uh, but yeah, I think Bray Wyatt would love being on Wednesday nights. And uh, I think it would start to get crowded because a lot of people would want to, uh, you know, kind of rub elbows with one of the best wrestling minds, you know, modern day. Um, but yeah, it would be fun to see him without, you know, having to worry about being PG. Obviously, WWE's giving him some leash on that. But to really see him go off off the rails, um, you know, exploding death, death match. Um, you know, we've seen Britt and Thunder Rosa, you know, with the crimson masks. Um, you know, chair shots to the head. Not that we're advocating, but I'm just saying that level of leash, whoo, that level of leeway would be for the fiend's creative mind. I would love to see that. A uh, quick shout out to uh, Chantel on, on Twitch, who uh, is giving us the old uh, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer rub of uh, letting us know how cute we are. And I just oh, can't nice. help but think of the little claymation Christmas <laughs> show where Rudolph flies into the sky and goes, "I'm cute." Um, <laughs> thanks, Chantel. Uh, but yeah, the, the last, uh, woman on my roster was, was Rhea Ripley. And I think it's, it's pretty obvious. Um, I, I've, I've soured on what they've been doing with her on, uh, on WWE. So at this point, I, I just, I want her moved over to AEW for that reset. And I, I think that would just help me fall back in love with that character. But on the men's side, this is really just a who's who of, of my favorites. Cause I, I, I haven't mentioned it yet, but I mean, we're not talking about young guys. We're not talking about moving, you know, oh, up and comers here. <laughs> this, this is the three, three, three of three of my top three favorites is uh, McIntyre, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. So clearly you're losing a lot on the WWE side if those three guys decided to jump ship. Yeah. But I also think uh, we might be looking at, um, you know, Daniel Bryan being the only one with that real opportunity. And uh, the rumor mill is starting to build that he would be jumping over. And that's a, that's another reason I wanted to throw this list out there. But, yeah, AJ and McIntyre look like uh, at this point, you know, they AJ wants to wrap up and probably coach is what I think we've been reading. Um, I, can't, I can't believe that it's been a couple of years since AJ's last interview where he said i've got only you know two more years left in me it's already been two years and look at what he's doing right now (laughs) he's nowhere near the main event i mean i guess you know we we could make the argument that's it's easy for him to jump right back into at this point but goddamn uh the end of aj could be just around the corner um so the likelihood very small uh but mcintyre you know, he already got let go. He's done what he needed to do in WWE, and it already looks like he's he's going to fall back gonna, a little bit. So yeah, he's going to turn into a Sheamus, you know? Yeah, if, if you he want wants your to title, rule. Take a back seat and, you know, 
Oh my oh. god, that is perfect. He is about to turn into Sheamus. Holy shit balls. Sheamus yeah, you would get be another your, fun you get one. Your, you get your Royal Rumble, you get a WrestleMania match, and you just kind of, you know, Thanos off into the long grass. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, with that, l- let me recap real quick my list. Uh, so we'll just go top to bottom here. McIntyre, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn on the men's. Uh, and then Oscar Bailey, Becky Lynch, Io Shirai, and Rhea Ripley on the women's side. Uh, Mike, do you want to run through your list real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a couple I didn't get to mention for the women, I would have put Ember Moon in there because I never get to see her up into the stratosphere like I always dream I will. Uh, well, I I'll, I'll get that back up in a sec there, Greg. Sorry. Yeah, and um, yeah, it would have been Ember, Shayna, Becky, Bianca, and Asuka. Um, if they moved over, it would be the you know most fascinating division in wrestling. And for the men, Matt, one person I didn't mention, Nakamura. A just unquantifiable number of dream matches uh, to see Shinsuke come over to AEW. Uh, but joining him would be uh, Sami Zayn. So I kind of piggybacked that one, McIntyre. And then I had The Fiend. And Matt, at number one, I, without a doubt, if New Day went to Wednesday nights, Matt, Wednesday nights would be must-see TV for me. Uh, from minute one to minute 120, I would not move from my couch on Wednesday nights. I would cancel other plans. I would tape and record other things. Matt, birth children, somebody videotape it because the new day's on Wednesday nights. Um, Is, would that be, could I, like the hot tag on this would have to be, Yeah. I don't need all of these people to jump ship, but for you, would new day be the one, like, if that one like happens, is that a lot of them would get my interest for a, like a you know definitely for the foreseeable future. But if New Day jumped, man, that is is such a like a draw for me uh, as a viewer. Not just seeing them, but seeing what they'd be capable of on a on a program that cares about tag team wrestling. They've never been a part of that. They've they've been a part of a division that it's it's literally literally just them and somebody else fighting for six weeks until they switch up the feud. Now they could literally just do something brand new every single week, which I, I got to think would be just pie in the sky dreams for them at this point, because they've already achieved all you could ever possibly achieve as a tag team um, under the WWE umbrella. Um, For me, I think the, the one and only like the top one, to Ricochet? move. No. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I think I, think I really want to saw... see Ricochet Matt Seidel. All yeah. right. I can't wait to see that. Yep. I I know we're gonna get a lot of eye rolls, but if it was McIntyre, that would be the end of my like. I wouldn't need to watch Raw and SmackDown anymore. I'd, it'd, it'd be just AEW. He can't, he can't go over. He's too big, man. <laughs> All right. Um, wrapping this up. Uh, we'll we'll. we'll do a terrible transition into uh, our next uh, topic, but real quick, uh, Greg was thrown in there. Shane has been a tag champ for quite a while, so he, he did throw in that uh, comparison to uh, 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 Bret Hart. Maybe there'll be a Hart Foundation era of her career, uh, so she she's just maybe moving herself up. So maybe, Greg, what you're saying is she's going to get a shot, she's going to get a WrestleMania main event, and then all of a sudden she'll jump ship over to AEW. That's right. <laughs> and then she'll uh, break someone's back. Um, or wait, did Brett... Wait, help me out. Who 
did Brett screw Brett or <laughs> didn't did he break someone's back or am I am I mixing that up with somebody else? Um, You're thinking of Owen Hart breaking Austin's neck. Oh gee, oh, oh well, my Brett God! <laughs> what I thought you were about to say, Jesus. Um, all right, Amy thrown out there. Uh, goodbye, Drew. <laughs> and uh, of course, AEW is, is a must see. Yeah, Amy, um, I want to know if there's if there's a, a WWE uh, roster member who jumped ship, and then if that person did so, would you ever tune into WWE again? Who is that one name that if they? You know what? I'm just an AEW lifer. I'm good. <laughs> but uh, I know we wanted to do, uh, we like doing our tweet length reviews of, uh, we call it the Festival of Friendship now that they're not on the same night anymore. Uh, next, Extra Time Wrestling and All Elite Wrestling. Um, Matt, I, who do you think uh, just eyeballing the card here who won? Um, I mean, we did have an NXT championship match uh, on NXT. Yeah, you know, I like your number one. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go first, Matt. Um, <laughs> so we do the top three moments. We throw in a dishonorable mention, and Amy, I'm still waiting to hear that one name from you. Um, I gotta say, geez, oh Pete, number three, if only because it. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna put it at number three. No, uh, yeah, I'm gonna do it at number three, man. Oh it God. was uh, the Machine, Brian Cage uh, versus Ricky Starks. Uh, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage. Um, this, this has been called, this has been building for, for months slowly. It's been a slow burn, Matt. It hasn't been a WWE feud where they give us, give it to us at nauseum week after week after week. Um, Brian Cage very suddenly said, he, you know what? Sting is not so bad. You guys and Taz and friends did not like that. Um, and now Brian Cage is apparently turning baby face, um, because of that comment, and uh, he dropped his FTW as uh, fuck the world championship over to uh, Ricky Starks. Matt, the only misstep in this in this match is that I, I don't know if uh, the producers realized uh, how behind Ricky Starks that crowd was going to be, uh, because Brian is supposed to be the baby. Ricky's supposed to be the heel. He had goons in his corner wearing uh, Haynes t-shirts, just plain white tees. Uh, Ricky cheated. One, and the crowd could not have been happier. So uh, this is just a, a fun reminder of like the impact a wrestling crowd can have on a wrestler's career. Uh, and Ricky Starks looks like he's, you know, on the path of, you know, uh, uh, if if The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, uh, was Kane, uh, Ricky Starks is definitely walking the path that, that Kane built for him, <laughs> um, if I may. Um, but... Uh, yeah, this this was moment number three. Uh, really fun match, and if you missed wrestling crowds, this is one I would definitely tune in for. Matt, moment number three in NXT. And real quick, Amy did uh, get us uh, in there. She she's right there with me. It's been pretty rough uh, trying to watch Raw and SmackDown. So uh, clearly, WWE does not deserve Rhea Ripley anymore. So Amy's with us right there. Rhea. I don't even recognize Rhea anymore. I used to be so excited for every segment she did. Now I'm kind of like. Eh. Right. I'll catch I'll catch the rematch next week. So uh number three for me, Mike. Uh yes. for uh NXT, my tweet length 
review. Hey, I did a fleet. Christ. All right, rest in peace to fleets. I did a whole fleet on mine. I'm sorry. Dakota Kai defeats uh, Ember Moon. Um, I, I I enjoyed this because this is going to start fueling my Raquel Gonzalez Dakota Kai stuff. Uh, Zia Lee walks right up to uh, Raquel and asks for a championship match and walks through Dakota Kai to do so. Uh, this is just going to anger Dakota. It's going to be something where she wants to continue to try and prove herself. I love that this is fueling that fire. Uh, so I'm all about this segment. And uh, it, it was the right person who won. Uh, the the post Shotzi era for Ember Moon isn't starting out great. And it might not go so great uh, for a while. I, uh, I'm sniffing uh, a Mia Yim kind of run here. But um, yeah. Absolutely. Give me that fuel for the Dakota Kai Raquel Gonzalez uh, eventual championship match. And sorry, Zia Lee, that you will, uh, you're about to go down. <laughs> no, don't say it. Mike, number two for AEW? Number two for AEW. Man, I was going to put it higher, but that other match just had too many fun spots in it. And this one was cheating because it was just a hot crowd from out of the gate. But man, it was Moxley versus Hot Carl Anderson. Uh, the machine gun, but I like calling them Hot Carl. Uh, they were doing battle for the IWGP uh, United States Championship. This crowd was just eating out of Moxley's hand like so many hungry birds in a forest. They could not wait to be a crowd. They could not wait to be a live crowd. They could not wait to root for John Moxley, uh, punching and slapping and kicking his way to victory. <laughs> uh, but if we, I think one of our next segments we're going to do is we're going to draft guys who are known to be tag team wrestlers. And we kind, of, we kind of alluded to it with Kane, but this is a little bit different. We're going to draft guys who would be excellent singles wrestlers, but instead they've dedicated their lives to tag team wrestling. And Carl Anderson would definitely be a top 10 pick because every time he has a singles match, you forget what a goddamn superstar that guy could be. And instead he's dedicated his life to being with the big fella, um, Miguel. So uh, hats off to Carl, hats off to John, but most importantly, Matt, hats off again to a live crowd. Matt, moment number two, next extra time. All right, now this is another loaded one, but I couldn't not have a segment with Legato Del Fantasma and Dexter Loomis. Like, clearly, I was glued to the screen already. Uh, but it is Santos Escobar. Was yeah. that? There's a lot of man meat. It like is it. Santos Escobar going over Dexter. Uh, with some help, so everybody's staying even. Uh, but this got even juicier for Matt, just for me, because Hit Row comes out to face Legato Del Fantasma, uh, standing at the top of the uh, the entrance ramp, just like, what's up? Like, it, it was beautiful. Uh, but to cap this whole segment off, I got an Annie Hartwell coming out to rescue Dexter Loomis and trying to carry him away from the ring. And um, for what I, I hope is going to eventually wind up being Dexter's opportunity in some sort of main event title match, either North American or just the NXT, um, Candice comes out, smashes Indy uh, to stop her from bringing Dexter into uh, the back and uh, should be the beginning of the end of the relationship of Candice LeRae and uh, Indy Hartwell, which again, I want to fuel my Dexter Loomis uh, into the main event. I'm not quite sure how it's done, but I think we're all just going to be on Dexter and Indy's side and we'll be cheering for them. So that's where that fuel comes from. Mike, uh, your dishonorable mention for AEW. Matt, you know, if I had a time machine, <laughs> would I use that time machine 
to pause what we're doing right now, turn on Peacock, look up 2000, the year 2000, and watch Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage. In the no. year 2000. Would I watch what happened on Wednesday between Christian and Matt Hardy 20 years later? No. <laughs> so, in either case, I don't need, it's over, you know. The only way I see this paying off for me is the way that, you know, like Cody and Goldust had a match. And even that's, you know, Cody's still, what, just barely 40 if he's 40? He's like 38 or not? Um, I don't need to see these guys wrestle. The only way I'd see it pay off is if it was some, you know, violent feud on a pay-per-view and we knew that it was going to be like the last chapter of a, of a story. Instead, it just seems like, you know, uh, a, a streaming show that just won't end. Um, but man, at least it brings me to moment number one, you know, as much as I had to look at, uh, AEW looking into the past, looking into the future, man, it was Darby Allen, unquestionably going to be the face of this company, uh, battling all ego, Ethan page in a coffin match. And I, I love this gimmick. I, I miss, I do miss the ones where, uh, you know, undertaker or whoever would have the, the hand coming out of the. The fresh soil, you know, as the last gasp. Um, and just the big mounds of dirt um, and the shovels. But instead, they had a coffin at ringside. Um, had some of my favorite spots. Uh, uh, we had a Scorpio Sky hiding out in the closed coffin. That was fun. Uh, Sting came out. A 60-year-old man beat up a 30-year-old man. Gotta love that. And then uh, <laughs> after we saw a victory there. Hi, creepy. Yeah, <laughs> my... My lady's scaring the shit out of me out the window. Oh, I hope um, I was kind of hoping Dexter Loomis was out there. Yeah, um, I thought I was about to have a nice moment with Dexter. Um, but uh, yeah, Darby after he won, he got Ethan in the uh, coffin and still did a coffin drop onto the coffin. So it was a coffin on coffin drop. Uh, really loved that spot. And uh, yeah, that that did it. That did it for me, Matt. Your dishonorable mention for NXT. Well, real quick, uh, Amy's all about uh, Index right now, and I, I can't agree more. Uh, she's also right there with you on the uh, Matt Hardy and Christian. Uh, oh, what are we doing? Uh, but <clears throat> this honorable mention, Mike, I got to go with just the fear, I feel, with uh, Frankie Monet taking uh, Camille under her wing. Because I was all about Frankie Monet, and her entrance is just amazing. I mean, eyes glued to the TV when she comes in. She is just oozing charisma and character i just don't want this to turn into being about making sure camilla gets lifted up kind of in the same way it looks like uh ember moon who we both love is is gonna just fall to the wayside and uh frankie monet might be next so there there's my fear um i uh the real fear yeah, yeah. I, I can actually give you a, a full dishonorable Frank mention, but it could yeah. also just go my way. So, uh, but number one was easy, Mike Samojo. Uh, I'm actually like the whole thing for me was him stealing the show uh, for that main event match of Karrion Cross and Gargano because they they really know how to do an NXT wrestling show. They know how to do a wrestling show. Period. Um, they didn't just give you an amazing match where everybody was uh, tweeting online. Oh my god. Johnny Gargano is actually going to pull this off. Johnny Wrestling is going to knock down Karrion Cross, And you tell that amazing story, and then right in the middle of it, and, and part of the reason that we were all kind of thinking maybe Johnny had a chance, uh, was because of Samoa Joe and his, uh, 
I guess the way he chose to referee that match. Um, and then at the end, what you got was a tease that now Samojo is involved, even though he's been told by William Regal that he can't wrestle. He's now in the middle of two different feuds, uh, one with Adam Cole and one with Karrion Cross. And Mike, we could be building to one of the greatest NXT main events of all time if we're going to, if you're going to be telling me there's a triple threat coming soon of Karrion Cross, Adam Cole, and Samoa Joe. And somewhere there could be a Kyle O'Reilly mixed in there because he seems to be on the edge as well. But if that triple threat happens, holy <laughs> fucking Christ, is that going to be the NXT match of the decade? I, I just... And I mean, you know, starting from 2020, uh, that that's going to be a hell of a match. It's going to be a hell of a story. Um, and they're doing a wonderful job of getting me juiced and excited for it. I still think if that were to happen, we could be talking at a build that's like Triple H Sting length build. So Survivor Series to WrestleMania kind of length here. But I love these. I, I mean, all three of my, my wins this week were about progressing new stories and giving us teases, which, yeah. uh, Mike, you and I both love Loki. And what do we get? I, I think you did watch the new episode of Loki last night. Mike, we got the tease of the fucking century on Loki in that last episode. Uh, how about the entire MCU is about to change? Like, but that's what you want with your pro wrestling. And I got yeah. that three times on NXT. Just, you asked before which show won the night. NXT was an episode of television. It got you excited for the next week. And with every time we've mentioned so far on this show that Raw and SmackDown just makes you go, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, there's two hours and 59 minutes left. Um, yeah. NXT does uh, not do that. Can I bring that. up real quick how weird it is that WWE made news by releasing wrestlers, and now they're going to prominently feature Zelina Vega in a Money in the Bank match and prominently feature Samoa Joe against their NXT champion? Yeah. It's really bizarre. Uh, man, I Wait, hope we have enough up, time. Up, here. Up, up. Uh, what? Before you, you we move on, number one. What? Oh, here we uh, go. Amy, Amy threw out there. Uh, she she wanted to uh, discuss going back to Dynamite. So I, I had already started talking about my NXT number one, but um, I we got Amy. You put in the work, so we're we're gonna do it. Okay. I waited a night for this. I enjoyed Dynamite, but not the ending. Uh, here comes the preachy old school gal rant. Uh, the ending of Darby Allen versus Ethan Page uh, encapsulates uh, my biggest frustration with 2021 pro wrestling and why I believe the mainstream audience has turned away from professional wrestling. Ethan Page power bombs Darby Allen onto the steel steps from the top uh, or maybe the middle rope. Uh, looked awesome. Great spot. A little dangerous. Uh, oh, no, it's cut off. Oh, my gosh. I got to go to Facebook. Um Mike, uh, do you know where Amy's going with this? Because I had not watched um, the uh, the ending of that match. But I know, um, I know the spot being referenced, but I don't know if she just meant that he's he's taking too dangerous of bumps on a on a regular Wednesday night. Yeah, I would definitely want to see the rest of that quote. Um, right. I, I know the spot that she's talking about. Um, it's uh, you know Darby is, is does definitely does not shy away from uh, taking bumps and i don't know if he just makes them look more violent than they are or you know it's that he looks like he only weighs about 160 pounds and they just look more punishing on his little body i get, um, 
And I got the rest of the message. Yeah, um, he thunders through the steel. It's uh, it's it's pretty pretty jarring as an audience member. But so yeah, so Amy four. goes on. Less than thirty seconds later, Alan is on his feet. What the? Now Amy said hell, but I'm I'm gonna say it for her. What the fuck? Uh, serious. Seriously, he took that huge bump, put himself at real risk, and totally discredited the entire spot by basically no-selling it and being on his feet right away. Then, less than a minute and a half later, he's climbing with no-selling whatsoever to the top turnbuckle to celebrate his win. I know they were pressed for time, but then don't do that spot. Cut out part of the stuff earlier in the match so that that spot can get extra time it needs. When old wrestlers, old school fans like myself, talk about the younger generation of wrestlers crapping all over their own work, this is what they're talking about. It made Paige look weak. If Allen would have sold properly, like it happened in a real fight on a real steel plate, it would have made him look tough as hell. Instead, it became a wasted spot that nobody will remember a month from now. Amy, I think we need to devote a whole episode to this uh, coming up soon. But <laughs> it's... It's a great point because what was I just talking about was I, I like my NXT because it makes me feel like I'm watching just regular television. I'm not, I'm not just what, you know, I'm not giving it the pro wrestling glasses where I go, well, this gets a pass because it's pro wrestling. No, I'm just, I'm watching TV. So what would make the most sense uh, for an episode of television when you throw a guy into a steel plate? Just probably lay down on the ground for a little bit. Um, so I, I, this is like this is a very common conversation in uh, many pro wrestling circles, and um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, not I, just the, it's not just the fans with strong opinions on that. It's people like Stone Cold Steve Austin who you know will ask, "What do you you know? Nobody sells a DDT anymore. Um, you know, you should be you should you used to win matches with that." And now it's just kind of a transitionary move right. into something else. With that said. Uh, so I think that Amy and Stone Cold are on the same page. With that said, Stone Cold does a Fez press, and that used to finish matches. Um, there used to be, you know, a lot of like arm bars, and then we used punches. And uh, was it uh, the Rock's Rock's dad, Rocky Johnson, who used to win with just like a just like a bump, like a, a running bump, and the match was over? Um, I guess I guess the tough part for me is. It does feel like it's you know evolved a bit, and even the guys that I love um, kind of took advantage of of moves that used to be finishers and turned them into um, you know uh, just just part of their 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 ring resume, right? Even Stone Cold was guilty of that at times. Yeah. So it it's tough because I see where they want to sell. Um, but it also feels hypocritical from someone like Stone Cold to incorporate, you know, uh, a punch. Um, he used to take a, a double elbow off the middle rope. He used to throw in a Thez press. Um, so Can it I, seems like it was okay for him, but then he gets a little critical of, you know, other guys. I, I mean, if I could sneak in there, I mean, uh, to, to defend Amy's point, she's not talking about a Thez press. She's not talking about a DDT, you know? Um, this is an opportunity to have the, the power guy do a power move into a bad area and have it look like the power move did something. Uh, so I guess like to the, to the point of it, of it failing from a 
realism standpoint is that it's just you know then then we're jumping out of it and we're going well how many acrobatic stunts can we fit into this match uh, before it's over you know before our 10 minutes are up instead of it being what story are we going to tell and i think that's where it's starting to separate from what the old school wrestling fan is used to and what wrestling is evolving into is we're we're detaching ourselves from uh like can we tell a good story and more or less trying to look for that? How many times can we get the fans out of their seat and how many times can we create a video that we can just put on YouTube and people are going to rewatch that a thousand times. That's kind of what it feels like it's turning into. I think I, I, I like the, a lot of people share Amy's opinion. Um, I think the problem for me is that what when it gets, you know, maybe for for her and people like you know in Stone Cold, they're they're like this is already it. We're already at kind of the worst point. I'm just wondering what it's what's what it's gonna what it's gonna take. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Not even not even a finisher. I just mean that moves that used to be finishers are now just you know, like a DDT is just run of the mill. Everybody does a DDT. You have to do a tornado DDT, and then you have to do a you know a top rope DDT, and then you have to do a spinning tornado top. DDT with a double team. Uh oh, I think either mm -hmm. I'm out or Mike is out. Uh, no, you just you went out for a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, the internet died for a minute. But yeah, at some <laughs> point, I mean, you're gonna run out of ways to keep like raising the stakes, right? And just have like a weekly, you know, 15 minute wrestling match on TV. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the future's gonna hold, but I I guess I was able to digest it, you know, like like some fast food. And I, I guess that's just kind of a match style when I see Darby. Um that guy he sells everything so well. It, it I get where Amy's coming from. I don't even disagree. I just I can still it doesn't bother me yet to the point where like I um you know, would watch a little bit less of a Darby Allen match, I guess. It it could be too that um, you know, where I I I've come out and and said what I said about uh, you know either side. It, it also comes down to the viewer, and if this is going to evolve, because um, I I've made it very apparent over the last year. I'm a huge fan of like these two hour pay per views that we had before. Uh, you know, when when we were doing Thunderdome pay per views. That's my jam. That's my shit right there. And uh, yeah. you get a lot of matches that aren't telling super long stories, but they're they're like getting the job done. Everybody's getting their spots. Um, you're telling an, an okay story. Um, and it, it's clearly not going to be as good because the fans help fuel the story. But um, yeah, I mean, that's me right there. If, if wrestling evolved into telling just shorter matches so Matt can go to bed earlier, I was a huge fan of that. So I, I'm, I, you know, to, to defend Amy's point, I, I'm also being a little bit of a, a hypocrite too, because I, my evolution of pro wrestling involved just things being a lot shorter, <laughs> but uh, you get shorter matches by, by going um, the Darby Allen route. And I, I gotta say, I, well, I think on this show too, Matt, um, I think the up to, up to like 11 for a Darby Allen match, like what Amy's describing is like a young bucks tag match. Mm -hmm. that I think I speak for both of us. It's not our particular cup of tea. And that does feel like the worst version of we don't have to sell anything. Super kicks are nothing. Um, I, 
so that that for me it's you know when we talk about the circus you know wrestling being the circus and there's other tents that i'd rather explore and and watch rather than the young bucks one that's where i'd rather watch you know like the john moxley match right where that does feel a little bit more grounded in reality that it is you know more of a you know two predators trying to knock each other out and you know in a in a, in a blood brawl as opposed to you know darby <laughs> um you know, flinging himself through a closed casket to hit an opponent he already defeated. Right. It's a fun visual, but does it really make sense? No. Um, but it is a, you know, a freak show version, you know, a freak show tent that I do, you know, want to peruse once in a while. So yeah, I, there... I don't even, like, I don't even disagree with Amy. I just, I know that my own tastes, I can, I can still find enjoyment in those other types of moves and, I'm, I'm even willing to suspend disbelief, you know, because I kind of know what what kind of recipe I'm about to have the the two wrestling chefs put in front of me. Yeah, and I, I think that that goes back to that point I was making too, where it's like if re- wrestling wants to leave us behind, then that's where we make our choice of what we're going to watch, and that also feeds into your point of of the multiple tents. And I'm just going to go find another tent to to watch. Um, What's funny is we we have we're having this conversation and all three of us are very big AEW fans. Um, it just it so happens that you you get you know what AEW is doing right now. They they are doing the circus. They do have a ton of different tents, and um, you know some people are just happy to see that it's under the AEW brand and they don't really mind what's going on. And um, some of us, you know, we'll we'll watch it and go. Well, just because it's here on this show doesn't mean it's uh, an A plus. It's I'm not saying you're doing that. Oh, do not. I, I'm saying there there are other folk. You know, there's there's a lot of people who will give uh, the the match a free pass for that reason. But um, you know what? Um, that is a strong point in WWE's favor because I think one of WWE's strengths. You know, they talk so much about WrestleMania moments. Mm-hmm. And Amy made that point about, you know, is this something you're going to remember in a week? Probably not. I loved that match, and I'm probably not going to remember that horrific spot. I'm just going to remember the idea of Darby sacrificing himself for my 15 minutes of entertainment. And AEW, I feel like, has botched every big moment that they've ever tried to do um, with some horrible highlight, lowlight video uh, that just gets cackles and snark on, on Twitter. Um Meanwhile, like the week to week WWE program has just been dog shit. Um, but they do they they still do have big moments. You know, even in the Thunderdome, we still had Drew talking to the camera and saying, Thank you, I love you. And I'm still gonna think about that, you know, and I think of Drew McIntyre. But am I gonna think about his week to week to week to week to week to week feuds with you know the same couple guys at nauseum and to the point I don't even want to see him fight Ginger Mahal anymore? No, but I am going to think of nice moments between the two of them. So it's kind of weird that they kind of split that up like that. All right, that's actually that's that's a great point. Um, I, it does take away a little from from what I what I was kind of thinking was going on. I mean, it it still lends to like the Instagram world, right? It still lends uh, to having those those little tiny clips that you can just keep posting online, but. Um, yeah, to have to have an Instagram post stick with you, which maybe this is where uh, this idea works. I mean, how often are you going around uh, besides sharing it with your your private groups on Instagram? How often are you coming back to a meme you saw a couple of months ago? 
going to a new group of friends and saying, man, I don't know if I've shown this to you guys. I've tried to show it to everybody. It's been a couple of months. To, you know, look, look at what this this alligator yeah. says to the squid. And and that might be what the difference is. Is it uh, is it possibly just we're creating Instagram moments and somebody else is creating? I would, I would say that AEW succeeds as an Instagram feed. And WWE is more like Sneezing Panda. Or you can just say sneezing panda and you know exactly what I'm talking about and you're in that moment. Little baby like, panda. And we're going to talk about it now with Dolph Ziggler, Money in the Bank. Good transition. I was wondering how we were going to get out of this. <laughs> Man, I'm just going to run through the list of uh, uh, roughly like 10 past years or so. Matt Otis won the Money in the Bank last year. Obviously, he didn't even get to cash in. Lost it to the Miz. Asuka cashes in kind of, kind of. when Becky got <laughs> pregnant. Uh, Brock Lesnar, successful. Bailey, successful. Strowman, boo Alexa, successful. Carmella, well, first James Ellsworth won, and then we all had a riot on Twitter, and then WWE's like, just kidding, here's the real women's match, and then Carmella won and cashed in. <laughs> Baron Corbin, Ambrose, hey, Sheamus, yay! Rollins, oh my God, Sandow, flop, Orton, yay, Cena, yay, and Matt, Money in the Bank, arguably the goat of Money in the Bank, Dolph Ziggler, the sneezing panda of Money in the Bank winners. You will never forget that moment. And that brings us to this year's Money in the Bank matches and pay-per-view. That's uh, that's 10 years old. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, there's definitely <laughs> Otis is you know unfortunately kind of in the grouping with Sandow um, and James Ellsworth winning on behalf of the women's division, uh, but I mean we've still had you know pretty much a who's who of winners you know Asuka, Lesnar, Alexa, uh, Moxley, Rollins, uh, Cena, um, and you know I, I don't know if you want to jump right into the Money in the Bank matches. Uh, we could just go. This is what the card is, Matt. And we, I want you to pick the match you're most excited to talk about. We'll start with that. Um, there's going to be a Raw Tag Team Championship match AJ and Almost versus the Viking Raiders. Matt, Rhea Ripley is going to defend her championship against Charlotte. Uh, Universal Championship match one on one Spear versus Spear, Edge versus Roman, Kofi of the New Day versus Bobby versus Bob. Sorry, for the WWE Championship. And then for the men, Matt. Fighting for that precious briefcase. You got Rollins. King Nakamura, who has to come out with a guitar entrance from our beloved guitar player. Uh, who I hope that someday he actually gets to wrestle. Uh, we're talking about our boy, Eric Buchenhagen. Matt, Kevin Owens, Big E, Drew McIntyre, Riddle, Ricochet, and John Morrison. That's a pretty stacked group. And then for the women, uh, for their briefcase, it's going to be Selena returning. My God, what a profile match. Asuka, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross. Um, are we going by Nikki Cross or her new superhero name? I I went. I typed in Nikki Cross. You you, you made your choice. Clearly, not clearly. Ash. I typed not in Nikki almost Cross. Almost the superhero. Okay, and then uh, after uh, Ash, uh, Liv Morgan, Natty, can, Naomi, and Tamina. Can I reveal? Like, I have no. I've watched so little 
Raw and SmackDown, I have no idea what her superhero name is. So, Mike, if you if you want, you can call her that. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, let's do this, Matt. This uh, wait, what is it? It's Ash. Oh, almost a superhero. Um, yeah, I know. Um, so we got six matches, Matt. Start with the one you're most excited about. Let's give that the most time. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Championships, AJ Styles and Omos versus the... Vi- I'm just kidding. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think the right, people in that match are excited for that, but go ahead. I mean, the Money in the Bank ladder match on the men's side, I, I feel like, for me, this is just a who's who of whoever wins this. This is going to be fun, and I'm including John Morrison in that list because clearly the Miz had fun with it, and I think John Morrison... Could have just as much fun. I will say the Miz having held it probably right away eliminates John Morrison. But I mean, just think about it: Seth Rollins, Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Big E, Drew McIntyre, Riddle, and Ricochet. How are any one of those guys going to be a disappointment? Either they get this. Oh, they'll find a way, man. <laughs> either they get <laughs> this rocket to the moon, like Ricochet could use. Or we just get to keep our favorite guys in the main event, like Drew. Um, but number one for me in this match, it's got to be going back. God, I think we, we would be going back three years uh, to when I guaranteed Big E was going to win the money in the bank. And uh, he did not. I think this is a, a great position for him to take it because um, he's he's supposed to be he's supposed to be. Getting a main event shot, and this keeps Big E super relevant. Um, the only issue is that I know we like to have our heels hold the money in the bank because it's a little bit more interesting, uh, which kind of elevates the idea of uh, Seth Rollins getting it um, out of this entire the entire group. And uh, is it okay, Seth Rollins, winning again? Uh, yeah. I'm going to give you the odds on this because I, I love the Vegas odds. Are you ready for this? Shoot. Um, Shoot. Lowest on the totem pole, John Morrison. Second, yeah, lowest. like I said, hold on. Second lowest, Ricochet. Third lowest, breaks my heart. Um, oh, Hoggins entrance not working out. Nakamura, Kevin Owens, I mean, Drew McIntyre, Matt, number four for odds, not even officially in the match, but he has a better chance of winning than Nakamura is John Cena. <laughs> Number three, Seth Rollins. Number two, Matt Riddle. And that means the the easy money is Big E. And I gotta say, I, I probably would have predicted that before, if if only because if you want to see, I mean, who are our champs? We got Bob and we got Roman. If you, this is the time to have you know kind of a, a more fun loving. Um, you know, good-natured, good-hearted yeah. championship holder to sneak in and finally rid us of these two evils in Bob and Roman. This we need is biggies to lose. Something huge to happen at the end of this, right? Because there are going to be fans, right, at Money in the Bank. Yes. So there, I would immediately off the bat just eliminate, like you know, Rollins, Morrison, Ricochet. Um, oh, I'm not the huge thing, Mike. Is Big E wins the money in the bank and goes to cash. Oh my God. What if he went to cash in on Kofi? Oh, holy fuck. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, that would be the most rewarding experience. Do you see what I mean down. with 
AEW being the week to week and WWE doing the moments. We've sat <laughs> through a year and a half of bullshit on Raw. <laughs> and we're gonna all will be forgiven if Biggie <laughs> cashes in against a fallen Kofi or avenges the death of yes. Kofi against Bob. That, that was the one I was win-win. gonna say. That is a win-win for us. Yeah, I I, I think uh you give Bob if we played listen, Matthew, you yeah. introduced a segment today. Guys who jumped ship and you would never watch WWE again. <laughs> now, they're one moment away from bringing you back in and taking all your money. You're going to be buying big e-shirts left and right. You're going to be going to their pay-per-views, spending money. Matt, is this move, does this bring you back? Does this bring you back from the edge? <laughs> if Big E winning is- money in the bank and then cashing in in some capacity that night. That means, right, we're, we're talking Big E is going to be headlining Monday Night Raw this Monday. I am, I'm saying it right now, let me look into the camera. Wait, I don't I didn't, care. Let me switch. Okay, I want to see this. <laughs> Here, wait. All right, let me, do, let me do this. I don't care if my daughter's still awake. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Let me what? see my, I want to see myself too. All right, we'll blow them both up. Here we go. Ooh, I don't so. care if my daughter's still awake. I don't care if some mishap happened and my kitchen floods again. I guarantee I, I will be sitting in front of my TV. Mike, I will watch Monday Night Raw from 8 to 11 for the first time in the longest time with no not having to look at highlights or anything. I'm going to I'm going to not pull a Buddy Murphy and just watch highlights online. I'm going to watch Monday Night Raw now, because of Big me. E. Here's what bothers me. I think they know this. I think they know that they could just oh, give us bullshit for 18 months and know <laughs> that with one night, they'll bring you right back, back into the WWE machine, Matt. You'll just that's, be another another money cog. Just That's fine. Give me what I want. Isn't that what? Your hard-earned right? money going into those John Morrison fireworks. What? What's slow-mo more, camera. What's more exciting, though, on Monday? Is it seeing the New Day celebration, or is it seeing Big E explain his actions? If Big E wins, I will be going to work on Monday at the water cooler. We don't even have a water cooler. I'm going to have to bring in a water cooler and ask people if they watched wrestling the night before. How exciting (laughs) it was. They're going to say, no, I haven't watched wrestling since I was 13. They'll be like, you guys. All right, let me tell you about the New Day. Can I make a suggestion for your water cooler? Please do. Can you get one of those big, like get a biggie one, like a like a sticky, put it on the water cooler and have, you know, a suggestive area for where the water comes out and have that start the conversation. I might fill it with milk. <laughs> and Jesus. then have, have bottle, boxes of uh, bootios right next oh, to it. Oh, okay. That's Celebratory bootios. Uh, Matt, that, do you feel, this is the most energy we've had this whole show. And it's yeah. just... Just at the prospect of a WWE moment. That is marketing right there. Uh, I, I don't think there's any better way to book that match or it's book storytelling. A WWE championship going forward. Yeah. No, I, I, a thousand percent, this is how it should go down. This is one of the questions I wanted to ask today is does that briefcase get cashed in? Mike, I tell, I'm telling you right now, if this match ends the night and I don't get to see that briefcase get cashed in, I am not watching Monday Night Raw. I'm going to say, oh, this is the same baloney. <laughs> I don't think they're going to run that risk. This is their first live pay-per-view. I- I'm not counting WrestleMania. That was poo-poo. 
it's you know too far away from the the the, the ring. It doesn't count. This this is the first live one. Um, yeah, I, you can't do better than Biggie. Matt, uh, second most. Go ahead, ask me the match I'm second most excited about. Go. I I really want you to say something in particular, Mike. What's the second? <laughs> what's second on your list for what you're most excited for on Money in the Bank? Lashley and Kofi. Oh, okay. I I wanted you to say the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just gonna say it. third most, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth most. Right. Um, um, no. Oh so yeah. We not just, just had that of the conversation. Of Biggie, um, right. But it, arguably, Kofi and Bob are the only two who really, you know, dug their heels in and tried to tell some story in what we're calling uh, COVID wrestling, where you just fight the same guy, um, you know, seemingly for the duration of the pandemic. I, I, yeah, I don't know if there's much more to add here. I don't think there's a lot of Kofi winning is not very likely. It's much more likely that Big E, who's not in this match, will leave the champion rather than Kofi. Yeah. um well yeah we'll leave the arena right um yeah i i I completely agree with that i mean the conversation is has run itself dry because of our excitement of biggie winning the money in the bank and hopefully cashing in on whoever wins that night um but yeah to go back to who would i prefer i i would prefer the new day celebration that makes more sense for a, a a new crowd uh coming back on monday night raw i i think they need to do a huge New Day celebration. That would be great. Now, if Kofi wins and Big E comes out with that money in the bank to celebrate with Kofi, that could be a little interesting on Monday. But I, I'm telling you right now, I am guaranteed in my seat if Big E wins the championship. I don't know. I'll just say there's a possibility. Just for Vince, if you're listening, there's a possibility I'll watch on Monday if, if that's what happens. But, uh, the only thing that makes me think that Biggie will he's going to win the the briefcase that doesn't make makes me think he's not going to cash in is you're you're taking what could be two massive Biggie moments and turning it into one. So it's like when your parents get divorced um you know and I think Mike Lawrence also found out they were moving. He was upset because he got all this news in one sit down. And he's supposed to get an ice cream trip per news. And instead, he learned all of it at once. So we could get two ice cream trips, or we could just get one if they do everything in one night. That's the I think that's the biggest case against Big E cashing in. Yeah, uh, but I, I do agree with you, though. Like, this is, we're bringing fans back, and we could tell an amazing story. I think you tell a fine story if it goes any other way. You could, you, you tell a predictable maybe not predictable but just overdone story if it's lashley and biggie comes out on monday with the with the briefcase like that does not get me to tune into monday night raw um but yeah a celebration celebration certainly does well let's do this um so we got the women's money in the bank ladder match matt immediately i want you to eliminate three people in the field let me remind everybody who's in it selena oscar alexa ash Liv Morgan, Natty, Naomi, and Tamina. Matt, off the bat, three people who are not going to win. Uh, uh, Natty, Tamina, and Asuka. Okay. So, Matt, you did pretty good. Um, the ones with the highest odds were Asuka. She uh, was at um, plus 1,000. So, whew, here we go. Matt, 
third best odds. Third, no, fourth best odds, because at number two is, again, somebody who's not in the match. Oh, Becky. Don't you love, don't you love these? Uh, Becky actually came in at number five. Uh, oh, shit. So it's Ronda Rousey? <laughs> no, it's it's less exciting. Number oh. four is Ash at 500. Matt, number three, Liv Morgan. Number two, Sasha Banks. And with the best odds to win the women's money in the bank, Alexa Bliss? Um, Yeah, there, I mean, there's a reason I didn't say that I was super excited for this match. And I, I just, it's hard for me to look at any of these and not just look at it from like a fan perspective. Like, who am I the biggest fan of? Right? Um, and to pick it that way. And I am a big fan of Alexa Bliss. Also a huge fan of Asuka, but I clearly know that she's not going to win. Um, and then, you know, you want Nikki Cross because she's been trying and fighting so hard. And uh, you also know that's not going to happen. Um, Mike, Natty and Tamina. Tamina, who is, uh, I believe, just added tonight. Um, as I was putting the notes together. Her so odds. Oh, uh, what the fuck? What are we Tamina. doing? Tamina's odds are below uh, Maya Yim, who also is not even in the match. Huh. Yeah, uh, yeah. if you look at WWE.com, they still have the main picture does not include Tamina. But if you click on the article, there she is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, uh, if I Naomi uh, probably should be at the top of my list. But there, there's something that just... There's something about my knowledge of the WWE and like the odds of that happening of ever like it, it's just one of those things that it just hasn't happened for Naomi for so long. It, it almost has become this, well, of course, Naomi's not going to win. And, and it's because of their previous choices. Um, Listen, man, yeah. we're going to, we're going to fire you. Okay. Just kidding. You are rehired. Do you want to come back? I know we just fired you, but do you want to come back? Sure. I like money. That's it. Uh, pretty easy for us. I guess what I was getting at is uh, Zelina Vega fired. Uh, and then they said, hey, what if you what if you come back and not follow your husband to AEW? Um, why the fuck would I do that? Uh, you didn't hear our offer yet. Not only are we going to give you a big bag of money, we're going to actually let you win a match. What? Matt, if you have money to gamble with, I think this is your weekend to do it and put it on the long shot, Zelina Vega. Alexa Bliss is, Matt, she is going to get ruined probably by The Fiend um, on her ascent up the ladder. Uh, this is probably where he returns. We set up something for SummerSlam. Um, I don't know why her odds are so high. I would put Liv Morgan above Alexa. Um, but I, I think this might be Vega's opportunity to, this, this is what she's designed for, the opportune time to become champion. She's she's a motor mouth. She does not have a huge wrestling body. I'm kind of, every time I see a wrestler, I'm just kind of scared because I know there's not a lot of you know protective muscle there. Um, so that's why they don't really let her wrestle all the time. Um, I, I, I you know we don't get to see it, but I feel like if she could sneak in and steal a championship, that oh my god, just written all over her uh, um, abilities there, and she would be uh, perfect at taunting with it. Um, Matt, you gonna, you gonna wager, uh, wager the house, wager the mortgage on uh, Zelina Vega with me? No. Um, I, I think there's a lot to be said for the odds that come out in Vegas. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, no. 
I can't disagree with the men's side, but Alexa, I do not. I would not. No, I don't. I don't believe in that one at all. Uh, Matt, any of the other matches uh, kind of tickle your fancy over there? Um, I mean, Roman Reigns and Edge. Edge will be fun to see that entrance. It'll probably be even more fun at SummerSlam. And now we need to figure out a way to get you know, to keep edge interesting until SummerSlam. So that's where my, my interest is at. That's where I'm excited for this match is to see what happens. And we've been told, uh, fucking, uh, fucking Goldberg is showing up. So, you know, it's funny before we started recording, the last thing I, I was editing was, uh, our top 10, um, things that pro wrestling fans love to bash. And we ended that that segment talking about legends and uh, you fought me on, on how we should give Goldberg a pass because he was our, he was our childhood. Um, but here we fucking go again and uh, not happy about it, but um, yeah, uh, hopefully Goldberg doesn't get too involved in that. Um, but I guess they might want to do spear versus spear versus spear. Um, woo. So there, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, but yeah. I mean, it's still. I guess the idea is I don't know for sure what's going to happen because I I want to know what goes on with Edge going into SummerSlam. Um, and I don't think it's as easy as just like, well, let's just queue up Randy versus Edge again. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that. Um, but I mean, there's certainly well, the a possibility. Leaves, the tea leaves are. We thought Lesnar was coming back, but it looks like they might not get him. So. We're going to get the other guy from, uh, um, you know, Botch City match of uh, special guest referee Stone Cold um, for Lesnar and Goldberg. We're going to get the other guy. We could get Brock, but we got Bill. So it's going to probably maybe be Bill versus Bob at SummerSlam. Um, anything so. you're interested in then, I guess, besides that one? No. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they've really killed Rhea for me and uh, the Raw Tag Team Championships. I mean, sure, I love AJ Styles. Sure, I love the Viking Raiders. But uh, it's, uh, that's that's one I won't be like, oh, my God, I missed a shoot. I'm still fascinated that as we, you know, AJ's on the back nine of his career. The back, you know, he's probably on the 17th hole. And he's still dedicating so much of his life to making almost look credible. Um I don't know what that's going to end with. I mean, they're going to break up at some point and AJ is going to be in a big man match against almost in a, in a career ending match. Oh uh, no. <laughs> it will be a, a stunning conclusion to AJ's career. Um, if almost is the one to retire. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Uh, again, you're right. You know, I, 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 I like the Viking Raiders, um, I was pretty devastated when they were the Viking experience and, you know, I, I liked them. They kept getting boo-boos and now they're finally healthy and maybe WWE finally figures out how to build a tag team division. But, uh, and then, yeah, Rhea and Charlotte, I, they, they found a way to ruin Rhea Ripley. <laughs> they found a way for me to not care about Charlotte and for, she used to be such a rooting interest. I'd be like, God, I just hope she loses. And now I'm just kind of indifferent. I'm like, eh. Yeah, I, don't, I, I didn't think it was possible. And they're really trying to push this, you know, Charlotte and Rhea going at it again. Um, they should call it instead of again. 
once again. Out there on a once in there, once again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I it, it takes either we could make the joke, you know, it, it takes real effort or a real lack of effort, um, you know, to jump into the cliches here to to make both of these absolute super duper stars um, just fail to get me interested. Uh, but it took a lot of effort to do that. So that's impressive uh, by the WWE uh, that they, they managed to do that. But it also might be these, these two ladies are thinking to themselves, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> and that's why it's not coming off so great. Um, either way, I mean, they're failing Rhea Ripley because uh, she, she was coming in as uh, what should have been a dominant superstar and um, you know what? She should have just completely laid out Charlotte and just made it a non-factor moving forward and just had her go on and fight somebody else. But with this bug not being able to go away, she can't flick off her shoulder. Uh, it just looks like we're destined for Charlotte to eventually take the title back. And then Rio will sit in the middle of the women's division like everybody else who isn't a part of the four horsewomen. Um, it sucks. Kind of looks like her destiny. Uh, going back to uh, how you really made me sad when you talked about Drew McIntyre being the new Sheamus. Um, really broke my heart. Definitely nailed it. Um, and yeah, I, I think with that, uh, now that we've come down from our high and we probably shouldn't have even brought up these matches. Let's just say um, Biggie again. Just bring yeah, up Biggie. Biggie winning the uh, WWE Championship. This is how disconnected I am. I had to look at the notes and go, what fucking belt is it? All right, got it. WWE, it's this one. The well, WWE right Championship. Off. I want to go off on those big E positive vibes. <laughs> I ruined it. God damn it. Fucking WWE. All right. Uh, tune into uh, Red Wings chat. We're uh, much more positive. Uh, find us at POD Podcast on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you are listening to the podcast, uh, find us on uh, YouTube. We are uh, Brothers of Discussion. We also are on Twitch. Uh, soon as Matt gets, uh, Jesus, a half hour to himself, uh, he's going to go on Twitch and he's going to try and play The Witcher. Um, he's got uh, some other games I've got downloaded. You guys just let me know what you want to play. We also have that WWE game. Maybe we can play that with uh, with each oh. other. Um, all right. That's it. Mike, let's sail off. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Sorry I made it sad at the end again. And uh, go thank pro wrestling. lady who said we were cute. Oh, right. We were cute.